0: fit it in there or if you got to the body like before rigor mortis set in and like put it in like like a curl it up yeah curl it up into like a fetal position okay so hi emily (laughs) definitely we're recording for that fuck whoopsie daisy (laughs) (laughs) it's fine i have a chest freezer does anybody need to hide a body i mean store some meat i mean
1: not my good freezer (laughs)
0: right. my husband says not in his good freezer you're right we'll get a different worse freezer
1: look wrap it in butcher paper no one will know this
0: one's for crimes yes yes it's like triple wrapped in butcher paper and we will not tell anyone why there's just a big x on it mystery meat yeah
1: don't eat this is not for eating do not for
0: eating why is it here then I don't know just don't worry about it I can't I put small bits what I do is I freeze the lot of it so it doesn't rot but then mm-hmm. slowly I take some of it out to thought and then I put it down the garbage disposal when nobody's home <laughs> and I'll do that for a year until he's gone <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I actually think that's probably a pretty good plan it could be worse Basically, you gotta chop it. That's yeah. always step number one. Yeah. Body can't be whole body. No, gotta do gotta do small pieces. Yeah, and then go from there. Yeah. So everybody needs like a table saw. So what's in the bag? <laughs> what's in the bag? Um, now that we've talked about that for ten whole yeah, minutes, yeah. Now that we're on from... somebody's radar, yeah. <laughs> right. The FBI is listening right now. Probably. Um, so what I did was a crime. And. <laughs> We, My husband and I went shopping, and I was like, I'll get the drink. And then I just couldn't find anything that inspired me that we hadn't already drank. <laughs> Fair. That I wanted to spend real money on. Yeah. Gross. Um, so, what I got was the little booze bottles. Mm-hmm. We have done this before. We've done a grab bag, but it's yeah. been many an app. It is. So in your last house. Yes, it was. So, it's a grab bag. I have an old Christmas bag that says joy on it. She
1: just sent me a picture
0: of the bag. <laughs> I'm just like, joy indeed, bitch. <laughs> Let's do this. So, Emily and I will take turns. We're going to grab one bottle per half an ep. There's five bottles in there to keep it interesting. But you only need to have, like, two. Yeah okay. If you feel...
1: Kinder than what I did.
0: Yes, I know, right? <laughs> well, that was a mess of an ep, if you recall. <laughs> I don't... We... Exactly. Here, grab. Mm, God. I tr- I told Emily I tried not to get ones she would hate outright just because of the flavor being a flavor she doesn't like, but we'll see. Oh, that's actually
1: okay. Not a bad one. I got sheepdog peanut butter whiskey.
0: Yes.
1: Which peanut it- butter whiskey is really good. Back when I drank soda. Mm-hmm. In cream soda.
0: If you would rather have that, not to shoot, but in a drink, that's no, okay too. No. Okay. This is um a, this that's the life we're living. I'm mad at you because that's probably the nicest one in here. Mm. Fuck. <laughs> I, I pulled the kinky green. It's called just green, y'all. I'll trade with you. I like kinky. You like... Well, are you sure? Yeah. But I feel like we should be drinking what we don't like. Anyway, you know what? We're too nice to each other. All right, we traded. <laughs> um, it's, it's sheepdog peanut butter whiskey time. We're both still trying to open these bottles. That's oh my what god, this... I'm not strong enough. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ow. what is up? It's just that they're too small, so you can't like get a good grip on them. Like, you can't put your palm you on like sleeves it. They're There's these tiny little... You... Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it! Oh, I didn't. How dare they make it this difficult to get to whiskey. Maybe I need to draw a different one, and that's our fifth bottle. Yep, that's our, our fifth w- bottle. It's our white whale. All right, fuck. What's that? This is a strawberry-flavored gin. <laughs> <laughs> called indago Ooh, it's purple it's a purple bottle which doesn't connote gin or oh. strawberry nope so i guess here we go this is probably a little bit more even though because you have a green flavored vodka yeah <laughs> and i have a strawberry gin Oof. oh this is some shit right Ew. here okay here we go
1: we're gonna die probably tonight. gonna die tonight
0: Oh, oh, oh no oh, it hurts, it burns so much, oh my, uh, oh my God, that's the worst thing I've ever had, Oh my God, Emily <laughs> oh, it burns more I than put
1: so much like citric acid in that.
0: Oh, I bet I bet your tongue hurts for a Ooh. different reason than mine. Ooh. Gin has flavors in it already that should not mix with strawberry. Right. No, we, absolutely. Like, what the fuck are they doing?
1: Strawberry pine tree. Just
0: make it a vodka. Gu- yeah, just make it a vodka. Like, if you want to flavor a thing, start with something that isn't already flavored, basically. Yeah. <laughs> See, Emily's eye is twitching. <laughs> like, involuntary twitching. It's like... Twitching. <laughs> it's
1: like... <laughs> uh, <coughs> I can still feel it. I'm thinking you blue, like boob. candy with pain.
0: Gross. candy but pain. Yeah. All right. So I was gonna ask you which one of us goes first, but I'm pretty sure it's me because you pretty did sure it's you. avalanches first last time.
1: Yeah. Because Cat got really upset. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Ed-
0: editing that was so funny because Cat was just like, "I'm uncomfortable." Mm-hmm. Like every ten seconds, yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is my study for you. Oh. It is February seventh, twenty eighteen. not so long ago. Damn. A man named Constantinos Danny Filippidis. Now I'm gonna call him Danny. So Danny, he's he's a captain in the Toronto Fire Services. So oh. he's he's Canadian, and he's a fireman. Mm. And he's on an annual ski trip with his co-workers. Which, oh God! Like rad. Uh, yeah, and also shit. Uh, so All right. he is at Whiteface Mountain, which is a pretty, pretty high-end ski resort near Lake Placid in New York. So they have crossed over into the U.S. I'm to like, do this.
1: Waiting for you to tell me they were like held at gunpoint in a ski lodge. Like this is wow. a fake out.
0: Interesting. This is okay. like a
1: fake out. Survival oh, story. I love this. I love this I getting energy. getting trapped.
0: I love this energy. But really, it was a robbery the whole time. Bench, keep this energy. Anyway. Oh <laughs> so <I> don't care. <laughs> they skied through the morning and then into the afternoon. And they're doing their regular thing. And then about 2.30, they're all resting and hanging out at the ski lodge. And Danny decides that he's like, I haven't taken any pictures of our cool fucking trip. So I'm going to go. I'm going to ski down to the parking lot where my car is. I'm going to get my phone. He takes his way down there. Nobody goes with him. He's just like, it's fine. I'll be back in, like, 15. And that's the last time his coworkers or anybody sees him for six days. And then a bear the <laughs> Now, your energy is correct, though, because this is not an avalanche story because you just did that. This is not like a dude gets lost on a mountain story because I do that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, This is not a kidnapping story because I just did that. <laughs> like, the fuck is this? It's so much weirder than that. This is so fucking weird. So, what Danny remembers is that he was headed down near like the kids sort of ski slope area to the parking lot. Bunny Hill. Right. Yeah, Bunny Hill. And he assumes at some point that he fell. He had to have. But he doesn't really remember at 4 p.m. that day so he he left around 2 30 by 4 p.m. he has not returned and everyone's like where the fuck is Danny so his co-workers are starting to get worried about him they go to the car where Danny left his phone and find his phone still there so Danny never got there and they're like oh shit this is not good something is amiss so search and rescue teams are instantly just they fan out it's just the resort team at first who are who are helping to look and they cover all the trails they cover all the wooded areas around like the ski slopes where somebody might have like fallen and gotten lost they find nothing i just need to point out that emily is squinting (laughs) at me so hard so at this point (laughs) local authorities get involved and a massive ground search is launched like, eventually, it, eventually, this, this search involves six government agencies. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's helicopters. There's search dogs. It's the whole fucking thing. Danny's wife flies from Toronto to Lake Placid to help in the search. Homeland security is involved because I guess well, yeah, it's a border it's, thing.
1: Yeah, because it's an international traveler. And, like, shit can get real weird real fast.
0: Yeah, I like think... human trafficking and stuff. Oh, God, that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But, yes, so, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. All told, over 135 people spent a combined 7,000 hours searching the mountain. They didn't really think... Like, when that's the situation, you think he's on the mountain. He's got to be. People get lost on mountains all the time. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're searching the mountain and the surrounding area... A ton. There's tons of people involved. They check every nook and cranny, and they find nothing. Not him, not his body. Six days later, Danny Philippidis places a call to his wife, and who answers is actually the wife of one of his friends, and then she hands off the phone. And they both inform him that they are all in like Placid, his wife, His friends, the wives of his friends, everybody he knows is in Lake Placid fucking looking for him. And they have been for days. And he informs her that he is calling from an airport in Sacramento, California. How the fuck did
1: he get across the country? Dude.
0: (laughs) So he is disoriented. He tells her he doesn't know where he is or how he got there. He barely knows who the fuck he is. And she urges him to call 911 right away. So when the police arrive... Danny is still in his ski gear six days later. Gross. He has a new iPhone, and he has gotten a haircut. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Everything's fine. It's super normal. So Danny's taken to the hospital, where doctors determine that at some point he had to have suffered a brain injury. Yeah. Like a pretty severe concussion. Yeah. Real bad. And that explains why Danny is so out of it. It explains why he's been super ill for the last few days. He's had splitting headaches. And why he can't remember huge chunks of time. But it doesn't explain how he got there at all. So. I'm just going to be really real. We don't super know how he got there. (laughs) Like, I'm not here to, like, explain to you (laughs) every minute by minute thing that happened to him. Because he does not know. So, Please do not feel blue balls at the end of this story. <laughs> but yeah, so that's three thousand miles, by the way. Just as a, just to point it out, that's three thousand miles away.
1: And <laughs> so, so if he took uh-huh. a flight, he had to pay for it somehow. Uh
0: huh.
1: And if there were six fucking agencies looking for him. You
0: would think they would have found that.
1: You would think he paid for it, probably Mm -hmm. with his own card, I'm Mm -hmm. guessing.
0: Yeah. Well I can tell you that even though we don't know a ton, we know enough to know that he did not fly. (laughs) So I'll tell so I mean remember he's gone for six days. Let's let's get into it. So (laughs) So Danny doesn't remember falling exactly on the ski slope but he does remember sort of waking up on the ground and he's cold and he's sore and he knows he's injured in some way, but your brain's all fucked up. So he's just sort of like, "Mm, and he's wandering around and he thinks he's headed back in the direction of the ski lodge. He's just going to go see his colleagues and be like, Hey guys, I, something happened. I don't know. And he gets turned around where he ends up is not the ski lodge obviously obviously (laughs) i think if he had found the lodge it would be chill and i wouldn't be 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 the end of the story (laughs) and he's fine end of story goodbye (laughs) no so where he ends up is like a smaller building where like a lot of the resort's children's programming is where they teach kids how to ski but it's closed that day so danny finds this building locked up and empty and he thinks it's the lodge so he's like oh i missed everybody i must have missed everyone I must have been out or gone for much longer than I thought, and so he thinks, like it, at least extrapolating his thinking, I think he thinks he must need to just go home now, because no, no nobody's yeah, there anymore. Yeah, it's time to leave. It's closed. So he doesn't exactly recall, but but Danny finds himself like flagging down a car, so he's trying to get a ride off the mountain. And it's hazy, but he thinks he must have flagged down a long-haul truck. <laughs> <laughs> he remembers getting into, like, a warm cab of a really big 18-wheeler. And he remembers feeling incredibly unwell. <laughs> like, every time he, tr- he just gets in this cab, and every time he tries to remain conscious, he has this, like, splitting headache. It forces his eyes closed. He falls asleep. He feels super tired and super nauseous when he's not sleeping. So he sleeps and he sleeps and he sleeps and he sleeps, and he's he's barely aware of time passing at all. And finally, he wakes up like to be sick at the side of a ro- of the road, like just finally is like <laughs> they pu- they pull over, he's sick at the side of the road, and then the driver of the truck informs him that they are in Utah. So quote from Danny, I'd never been out that way. He's Canadian. He's never been to this part of the country. Yeah, our country had never been out that way it kind of added to my confusion and the feeling of not really knowing what was going on because i'm not familiar with that part of the country so danny still isn't feeling great and he sleeps some more until the truck driver wakes him up once again and is like we're at the end of the line and the end of the line is truly the end of it. it's sacramento california he got no,
1: nowhere else to go no there's, there's no ocean that's
0: all ocean <laughs> like he's he can't got driving yeah And probably this guy, this unknown dude, is like, you know, at the place where he is taking his stuff. Yeah. The stuff in his truck. So, yeah. He's not going to hang on to Danny anymore, it turns out. So Danny's 3,000 miles from where he started, and this is where the truck driver drops him off. Quick note. No one knows who this truck driver is, so don't fucking ask Danny cannot remember a single thing about him.
1: I'm just really worried about that truck driver. Like,
0: you pick somebody up who's obviously unwell, and you just tootaloo along your way. I'm not worried about him. I'm angry at him. How like, dare you take a clearly unwell man across the country? He
1: fucking basically kidnapped someone. Yes!
0: He kidnapped him and took him across every single state line. <laughs>
1: He committed several federal crimes.
0: <laughs> now, now, I will say, like, the reason why we don't know this guy is not only because Danny doesn't remember, but they put out, like, to every long-haul trucker fucking um, company, they were like, does anybody know this guy? Did anybody take the... Nobody came forward because they would be admitting to basically kidnapping a yeah. guy. So, yeah. of course, they're not going to. No.
1: And no company is going to be like, yeah, we drive long-haul From New York to California all the time.
0: One of our drivers definitely did this. Like, no, that's an insurance thing for them. Yep. Absolutely not. So nobody steps forward. We don't know who this was. But he's kind of an asshole. Yep. Because not only did he let this, like, this man just, like, pass out for days. Literally six fucking days. But he also just drops him off. Yeah. In a brand new place across the country. Fuck you, I guess. Yeah. So Danny has no phone. Nope. That's still in the car. He never got it. He has no ID card. Do you bring your fucking driver's license when you ski? Nah. So he doesn't have it. He is still dressed to go skiing. He's not a woman. <laughs> right. That's fair. That's fair.
1: Do <laughs> <laughs> you have your ID and your debit card or your credit card? You right. Like maybe some cash?
0: I keep all those things Just together. Yeah. Just a Houston cousin. Mm-hmm. So... Danny does have a single credit card that he was using to pay for things at the ski lodge. So he does have that. So now he's just wandering the city of Sacramento alone, having only like a vague idea of where he is, slightly more solid notion of who he is. (laughs) And what he really knows is that he needs to call his wife. Sure. He just, something's going on. He doesn't really have a handle on it, but he has to call his wife. Yeah. So, Danny knows that soon after being dro- dropped off, he goes and gets a haircut. He doesn't. He just. Like, He's in a
1: snowsuit.
0: Yeah. Just a dude who and barely knows anything. Somebody cut
1: his hair. Somebody cut his hair. Somebody and, looked at him and was like, You're okay. Right? And cut his fucking hair. Who are they?
0: I mean, honestly, <laughs> are you just gonna be like, Well, you do have money, so and I you guess... you have hair. Yeah, so I guess I'll be cutting that. And then we'll send you on your way and nobody's going to think anything of it. There is no explanation. Like, Danny only remembers things, not why. You know, he has what the doctors end up calling islands of memory. Mm. He doesn't have exactly the reason behind anything he did, but he does have pictures of things he did. So that's one of them. So he ends up walking around some more. Again, he's thinking, I have to call my wife. I have to call my wife. He has no phone. So he remembers going into multiple stores to order, like in order to purchase a new cell phone, which sucks. Just imagine like purchasing just like having to buy a brand new fucking phone. It's especially difficult when you don't have an ID. <laughs> like they will not just let you purchase an iPhone. No. No.
1: Especially if they want like contracts with it and shit.
0: Yes. Like you have to find a second hand store, basically. That's what I was thinking was like there's no fucking way, having worked for Sprint for a little bit, that we would ever <laughs> let you just purchase a phone. No contract. No, and it's not like we have contracts anymore, but you need to have an account. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need to know who you are.
1: Yeah, because, like, even, because I do, like, a month-to-month type thing. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I'm not locked into, like, a two-year contract. But even then, I still had to give them, like, my
0: driver's license information. Yes. This is a large purchase. A phone is an investment at this point, and people will not just hand you a phone. No. Even if you have a credit card. Whose credit card is that? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So he did eventually find somebody who would sell on a cell phone. I personally think it was probably like a month-to-month type of basis, or like even adding minutes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So either way, he ends up with a phone. Good for him. Who knows how long that took him or how many stories he had to go into. But day one, he's got a phone. The problem is, he does not remember his wife's number at all. There it is. Not even close. (laughs) Poor guy. Holy shit. Imagine putting all your energy into finding a phone so you can call your wife and then looking at that phone and realizing you still can't call your wife. Awful. (laughs) So, so he's still wandering around. Quote, I ended up on the internet. I don't know what that means. I don't know how. I don't know if he found a Wi-Fi and got there on his phone or what. I ended up on the internet. I think that's when I came to the realization that I was a missing person. I think at this point, like, news has spread.
1: Yeah, I mean...
0: It's been several days. If multiple agencies are involved... This is, yeah, this is an international thing. This is now... My guess is your brain's a little addled. You're looking for your wife's phone number. That's not just going to be on the internet if she's a smart person. But she might he might be Googling his wife's name, which comes up with his name mm-hmm. as this man's been missing for five days. Yeah. <laughs> like, so again, like we don't know if that changed his behavior at all. All he remembers is realizing that, not what he did after <laughs> at all. So it takes Danny a full day to remember his wife's number. Authorities would later come to believe that he spent the night on the street near Richard's Boulevard, if that means anything. Oh, yeah. So they have no idea how he then gets over to the Sacramento, Sacramento Airport the next day. It's nearly 13 miles away from where they believe he was staying. So either he walked or he took a bus or he hitchhiked again and has no fucking memory of it. At all. If somebody picked him up and dropped him off where he wanted to go, which I think was the airport because he was, like, in his head, like, I need to go home. Yeah. So I need to get to the airport. Um, if somebody did that for him, good for them. I'm glad. Because he wasn't dangerous. But also, that is a dangerous thing to do. Yeah. Don't be a hitchhiker and do not pick up hitchhikers. Stop yep. it. Stop it. Stop. So, either way, he's there. He finally remembers his fucking wife's number. Finally. And he calls her, and like I said before, like, he he spoke to uh, the wife of one of his friends and then his own wife, and they're all like, get the fucking police. Where are you? Do you have any idea how long <laughs> we've been looking for you?
1: On this fucking mountain, <laughs> right? And only it's, this mountain.
0: It's so fucking cold, and <laughs> you're just in Sacramento. <laughs> so... He calls 911. Sacramento police find Danny wandering around the rental car area at the airport. He's still just wandering. He's, got, he's so addled. He has God. no idea. So, what they call they call him in clear need of medical attention. Like, just a person who is not okay. Yeah. And, again, still in his fucking ski suit. Six days later. Gross. Yuck. Sorry. I feel so bad for him, but also the smell. Uh, the smell. Yeah. <laughs> Probably really insulated, though. So as long as he hasn't unzipped it yet, yeah. right? I guess I it's February, so like and it's in like mid California, so it's probably not hot or anything, but like also probably too hot for your ski gear, yeah. But you're still just wandering yeah. around in yeah. yes. <laughs> so after being seen at a local hospital, Danny gets on a plane to New York on February 13th, um, so that's the six days after he went missing on the 7th. And that's where he's able to meet up with his friends and family and speak with local police there about what he remembers happening, which again, not much. That's not much. But, and so like, there are articles from right around when he was found of, of them being like, we are trying to corroborate a single piece of this story, but we can't find the truck driver. And this guy is the most unreliable narrator we have ever met. He has no shit. <laughs> so... It's all a struggle of them being like we don't know what happened to him. Sorry, and we might never know. Oh my god. So so Danny's case triggered a lot of discussion about the nature of concussions in particular, so and like what they do to your brain, particularly your ability to store long-term memories after a head trauma, a really bad one. Like he would have had to absolutely brain himself. Yeah. He wrecked his shit. Absolutely wrecked his Hard. whole shop. Like, worse than any football player that's ever been hit, he had to hit a fucking rock and fall real far. Like, he does the problem is he doesn't remember it. So we'll never know how it happened. But, like, there, there is another theory. Simply because, like, a lot of the time when you have that kind of head trauma, you will have memory loss, but it's for a couple days at a time. This was much longer than that. So there is, there is like a dissenting opinion. Um, Dr. Jennifer Ryan at the Rotman Institute in Toronto suggested that the length of, the t- of time in which his memory is gone is actually more usual for like an incident brought about by a, a psychogenic or disassociative fugue state. So that's an interesting, like she didn't have much more to say than that, but she was like, look, a concussion is really like, is really bad sometimes, bad enough to kill you certainly, but if it's going to be bad enough that you can kind of get up and be a person, you're not necessarily going to lose your memory for six days at a time. That's a long time. So maybe, just maybe, he enters some sort of fugue state brought on by some sort of traumatic event he does not remember, or something triggering something traumatic in his past that he does not remember. (laughs) like. And then he's just in this, this state where he is not storing memories properly. So, who knows? So, regardless of the cause, they do seem to agree, all the doctors, on, like, a couple of things. That this amnesiac state was temporary, and Danny will not suffer any lasting effects, which is crazy. Like, this sucked, but now you're fine. But now you're okay. Yeah. And two, that this will likely, like, his memory will likely never come back. Ever. Yeah. He's never going to remember this.
1: That's probably for the
0: best, honestly. Honestly, I mean, if he's if he has anything, it will be years and years from now and it will be flashes. He yeah. will never regain the whole trip. But that's... Think of how fucked up that is to experience. No. It's, <laughs> right? I know, right? Like, actually, actually I won't and I can't. Um, to lose time at all would be really horrible. But to lose time and end up 3,000 miles away in a place you've never been... Would be pretty mortifying, and I honestly think I would feel blessed to be not all there for it. Yeah. So that you really can't panic the way you would if you were all there.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. So he might never know. Um, we, we might never know what exactly happened. But what we do know is, like, when asked for comment in the weeks and months after this, Danny would usually decline. He did not speak to the press m- much. He had one reporter who was allowed to talk to him. Smart, honestly. And mostly all he said was um that he was happy to be back at work as a firefighter. He went back to work fairly quickly after he recovered. And he went back knowing that all of his co-workers had dropped their whole fucking lives to look for him. So he felt pretty good about that. That's nice. Um and he seemed to be focusing on like moving forward, living his life, knowing the fact that like knowing that he would never understand what had happened and just having to find a way to live with that and move beyond it. So that was kind of his big thing was like, I just, you know, there's nothing I can do about it. (laughs) So I just, I'm just trying to look forward. The way a lot of the survivors we talk about are. This is a quote from him. It's still overwhelmingly shocking that it happened. I feel fortunate that I'm here talking today because of all the things that could have potentially resulted. Yeah, a lot of shit could have happened to him. People really could have fucked him up. Yeah. You know, like that robot that they sent hitchhiking across the country and it got beat up at Philadelphia? I feel like, like twice? Like twice, right. It's like they send it back. Right, and they're like, oh, it's that fucking thing again. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I feel like that easily could have been him. <laughs> he could have met somebody really shitty who maybe wouldn't have taken him across the country. I think that's shitty. But, like, who could have taken advantage of him in some way, money wise or mentally? If yeah. that had been a woman. Oh, oh no. Mm, absolutely not. This would
1: be a different story. Mm-hmm. In fact, like. They probably never would have seen her again.
0: Yes. There are absolutely unsolved murders in which something like this fucking happened. Look
1: at the fucking highway in Canada and all of the <laughs> indigenous people that are
0: still missing. Oh, right? Yes. Where it's like sometimes it, it's a normal circumstances, but there there are there have to be other stories of people whose mental state is compromised for whatever reason, who just get taken advantage of and you never see them again. Yep. So this man is incredibly lucky. I do think he knows that, but still, that's um. So that's the story of Danny Philippidis who. I just, want, I just want to know if he ever regains a memory. Just talk to them. Right. Please talk to somebody if you do. I just, I just want to know if he remembers the face of the person who drove him for five fucking days across the country. Like, what the fuck? Who would do that? <laughs> who is that person? That's driving me nuts. I don't know. Do we want a harp noise? Do we need to harp I noise? Know. I don't know. I'm doing okay.
1: Um, we might need to harp noise in the middle of mine.
0: Oh, okay. So maybe we should reserve a heart noise. We should
1: reserve the heart noise. But
0: you know what that means. It's grab-back time. It's grab-back time, Emily. Uh, you get it. You fucking get it.
1: Noelle, hold me.
0: No, no, no peeking. No
1: peeking. Okay. i am So am I. These bottles feel the same.
0: I legit, yeah. I legitimately forgot. Get fucking that. oh that <laughs>
1: cut Strawberry Lemonade.
0: Gross. That doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> That's mean. What is it? I don't remember. I bought these three hours ago. I don't fucking remember. Oh, Tippy Cow. Shamrock Mint. There
1: you go. Fuck. There you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> tippy Cow is a rum cream, which what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> well... Let's get through this together. This is our survival story for the episode. <laughs> All right, here we go. Nah. Could be worse. Actually, honestly, could be worse. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Was that one worse than the other one? Or <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a minute before I ask any important questions.
1: <laughs> it's <in> my nose.
0: <laughs> oh, what a champ. She took the rest of it down. Your eyes are watering. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is, oh. it,
0: is it full of citric acid again?
1: Yeah, I could feel it in my jaw. Oh,
0: that's too much of that. That sucks. Um, Worse or better than the kinky? Worse. So much really? worse. Really? Because the kinky looked like it was hurting you. The,
1: this has the burn of the vodka oh. with it. At least the kinky didn't. It was just really sour and sweet.
0: I see. So it's sour and sweet and burny like, and burn-y like and bad vodka. vodka. Yeah. Vedka. Mm. I'm so sorry. At least you got... I wasn't congested before this. <laughs> and now and now here we are. <laughs> you would think that would clear out your sinuses. Well Whoa, okay. Alright. Okay. I'm good. I'm here. I'm happy I'm now. I'm for... You've got this. Alright. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh <Holy> shit! <laughs> <That one. laughs> Well, tell me your story. You're going to get mad. Whoa. So you're not sure? You're going
1: to get smad.
0: Oh, sad, mad, smad.
1: Maybe more sad than mad.
0: Great. I got sad. I'm always ready to be mad, and I always am sad. So this is fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So... I know I normally
1: give content warnings for my stories, but this one is an actual like serious content warning <laughs> of suicide, discussions of suicide, discussions of suicidal ideation, the discussions of cyberbullying, um, mental health, PTSD. But watch out, this I guess, is gonna be triggering. I guess let's uh,
0: get into it. <laughs> so today, yes ma'am,
1: this is going to be a little different. If you're on social media, If you've been on social media, if you've had to step away from social media. (laughs) Yes. This is for you. Okay. So our survivor today is Emily Hmm. She was in high school when this all went down, which is...
0: Double not great. Yeah. Because you are not, you're not an adult.
1: Nope. Nope. And you're going through hormonal changes, and your brain is changing. Yeah. Everyone goes through the sads of high school, where you're just really, really fucking emotionally unbalanced. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and some people take it really well, and some people don't. Um, so, she was in high school, loved to perform, was really outgoing, like... Everything. Like, the whole family was very supportive. She had a great relationship. She was one of four kids. Um, two older siblings and a younger sibling. She was really close to the older siblings. Mm-hmm. They played sports. She did, like, theater and music. Nice. And they all supported each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was very much a self-described tomboy. Uh, she went to an all-girls school. Oh, they still do those? They still do those. And as a self-described tomboy at an all-girls school, she didn't feel like she fit in. Sure. Because girls are horrible.
0: <laughs> they can be, especially at that age. Again, they're not adults. They're, they're not adults. Their brains are not formed well. <laughs> no.
1: So she started pulling away. She didn't really hang out with her younger brother. And she wasn't really talking with her mom anymore Mm -hmm. um she used to be very much like you treat me the way i treat you and if i treat you with kindness i expect the same from you and Mm -hmm. just doesn't really understand why someone wouldn't do that
0: sure yeah seems
1: basic and human yep so facebook and video chatting were still fairly new when she was in high school Mm mm-hmm and there was a new program where you just basically can post videos to Facebook walls. Now we just record with our...
0: I was going to say, wow. Yeah. Wow, the times. The times have changed. <laughs> Jesus.
1: But, like, it's just, like, the stupid things of, like, lightly teasing, having fun, like, little rivalries of, like, our school is going to be your school. Sure. Shit like that then the videos got nasty. Oh yeah, like a face, a Facebook profile that was fake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just slandering her character and uh, like just trying to dismantle her identity. Just trying to break her down. Um, Why?
0: Like, like, this just came out of nowhere? Like...
1: Yeah, it just started happening. Wow. Um, telling her, asking like, do you ever brush your teeth? Oh my god, you're so fat.
0: The fuck? And
1: all girl school, it's safe to assume religion plays a part in this. She was saving herself for marriage. Mm-hmm. But the video started calling her a whore, asking why she was getting into everybody's pants, telling her what a slut she was. My God. And this was on her Facebook wall for people to see. Right. That's
0: public as fuck.
1: And this was an all girl school, and this was indoor newer school. This isn't where she started. Mm-hmm. So she still had friends at other schools. Who are now also seeing this, knowing her personal values, and believing it. Oh no! So like friends from middle school were turning their backs on her, being like, "I can't believe you've become such a slut." Like I don't even know you. Oh, that sucks.
0: Is a problem. I feel like on its own. If we're talking times when like in app (laughs) video was a thing, (laughs) yeah, yeah, then we're talking a time when people were less savvy about being online. Right. Like
1: parents weren't. As helicopter as they are
0: now. Right. I also feel like there is a point at which, like, if you saw somebody doing that to somebody else, you wouldn't automatically think that they were correct in their yeah. claims. Yeah. You'd be like, who's this fucking asshole on your Facebook right. saying stuff that probably isn't true? Uh-huh. But, like, this is this is early days and these are teenagers.
1: Yeah. So, they were making 10 to 20 posts per day.
0: That's a lot of time. That is a lot. And is this all one fake Profile or is it several profiles? Like multiple. Oh, fuck.
1: And more than a thousand people were seeing it before Emily was blocked from the page. Because like I guess they were posting it to like another page. So they were like posting it on her um, page and then they had like a general like a tie to the app.
0: Sort of like a group yeah. of being like, let's all shit on Emily and we'll do it in here type of thing. Yeah. Great. Love that. So
1: that's when, when she kind of got off of Facebook for three years, she got Facebook messages, voicemails, and texts up to 20 a day,
0: mm. and she
1: became so fixated on checking her phone and checking her social media and checking her messages, like she'd be like walking around her house with like <sighs> her head down in her phone or down in the basement on the computer with headphones in, just obsessed.
0: You can sort of get addicted to even the most negative feeling online because you have to, you just have to know. The, not knowing what someone is saying yeah. about you is much worse.
1: And she did find out that there were four or so people responsible that were supposedly like her best friends in the school.
0: Oh my god! Yeah. And they had no fucking
1: life, evidently. No. So. She had no one to turn to.
0: Hmm. And she would already isolated herself. She was shutting people out. She didn't know who she could trust. So did she, like, know this from the beginning because of they were using their own profiles? Or did she have to they find made this fake out? They So she just had to find this yeah. out that it was them. Yeah. I'm sure that was really tactfully done. Um. <laughs> no.
1: And her parents were really like, oh, she's just not herself. She's a teenager. She's always been sensitive. She's going through a phase. She just doesn't like her new school. She misses her old friends. Also, while she was going through this, her best friend was dying of cancer. Oh,
0: no. So like maybe the last person she could trust... Was dying.
1: And this wasn't something she could burden them with. There's a quote that Emily says of like visiting her friend every weekend in the hospital. And at one point, she just started wishing that it was her lying there instead of her best friend.
0: Like, I don't want to be
1: alive anyway, so... And she said, she's fighting for her life, and I'm plotting to end mine. Ugh. So... Her father is quoted as saying, Emily was so sweet, she was her same self in that room every weekend... But then she would just walk out into the hallway afterward, and it was like, oh my god, it just tore her heart out every single weekend,
0: hmm. and it
1: had all collided in retrospect of this thought of just, my gosh, I have this friend that's fighting for her life, and then there's all these people that wish I wasn't even here.
0: So this is him and after the fact. Had no idea, right? At the point, at that point, they had no clue. Yeah, I'm um, like. That happens so often where people just do not know what's going on in their children's lives. Especially with the online stuff. You just don't fucking know. Yep. Half the time.
1: And moody and withdrawn, it's just, you know... I, and it's not like she's, she's
0: on... Yeah. yeah. It's not like she's on the fucking dark web, either. No. This is Facebook. This is fucking Facebook. Like, at this point, I do think, like, helicopter, sure, we, we helicopter parent our kids. But we also just kind of know what's going on online a little better. Yeah. So we should be able... Like, now... Somebody would see that.
1: Somebody would see that. But this was before it was really flagged as cyberbullying. Yeah. Because yeah. it was all
0: still That's also stuff Facebook would not allow no. anymore. No. Which like for better or worse, Facebook has some some crazy ideas of what yes. should be censored. But that shit would not be allowed. It would not
1: apply. Um, so she attempted suicide three times. Oh no. Including taking a bunch of painkillers.
0: Oh god. And passing out on the bathroom floor. That's kind of the one. That's the yeah. one people do first, or at least. Yep. It's also the one you succeed at the least, so that's yeah.
1: good. Yeah, yeah. So, she was hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Um, in a psychiatric hospital. Yeah, I suppose. And they kind of started breaking it down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Of, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And she kind of started talking about it and it hit a point where she was okay enough to start talking about it publicly and at one point she was in a room with a bunch of other people of like families of suicide victims and survivors Mm -hmm. who like lost they lost or were going to lose someone they loved to suicide Mm -hmm. and like her family was there and they read out 350 names of 350 people who'd killed themselves. Oh, God. That's a lot. And a woman, she remembers, like, Emily remembers this, a woman whispered in her ear, I am so happy no one had to say your name today. Oh. And that has stuck with her
0: mm-hmm. all of this time. Well, it's interesting the tiny little things that people will do yeah. that will stick with you forever. And just make all the difference,
1: and the impact that happened is watching her family then say her name. And she said it turned the mirror outward mm-hmm. and pivoted her perspective to because what? when you're super suicidal, everything gets really insular. Mm-hmm. You're really beating yourself down.
0: Mm-hmm. You're
1: not thinking rationally sure. about anything, especially not the impact on other people right. or about the other people in your life who do genuinely love you and care about you. Right. Who your mental state. miss you. Right. It doesn't allow for that. Because you are so caught up that you believe no one would miss you. You're better
0: off dead and everyone else is better off with you dead. Yep. You are just a burden. Mm-hmm. But having that perspective. Yeah.
1: She says, I didn't get the depth of leaving people behind until that moment. I don't think I'd realized in any real rational way how heartbreaking it would be for all of my friends and family. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad my family never had to read the letters I wrote them.
0: Oh, she got that far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she apparently wrote personalized suicide letters for every member of her family. Oh, man. Yeah, with apologies for, especially for her little brother, of
0: shutting him out. I'm really also glad that they never had to read those things. Right. That's really awful. It's sad she wrote them.
1: And she used the red flag term in the letter to her parents of being a burden.
0: Sure. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, legit, everyone, if anyone ever tells you that they feel like they're a burden, get them help. Mm Mm-hmm. Get them support. That's a massive fucking suicide red flag.
0: Yeah. No, that's legit.
1: So they put her into an inpatient psychiatric unit and she got a lot of help. She was in group therapy, she did writing therapy, art therapy. Hmm. A lot of help, which was
0: great. Yeah. I'm glad that that was available to her. That's awesome.
1: And they did decide she was addicted to social media.
0: Uh, oh, sure.
1: Where her entire self-identity was tied to social media.
0: That's easy to do. And worth Yeah. When you're yeah. a kid and, like... Oh, God. You've got no real sense of self anyway. Yeah. When that's all you've got. Yeah. That's so fucked up.
1: And, like, she talks really positively about her time being in inpatient treatment. That's good. Saying it was some of
0: the best weeks of her life. Wow, I'm really glad that she had such good programs and people yeah. around. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah.
1: And then she was able to go on to college. Oh, good. And at college, she, like, literally went from inpatient to outpatient treatments, and then from outpatient treatment into college.
0: Well, Which is stressful. College yeah. College is stressful. So she
1: went to the College of Charleston. Um she didn't tell anyone and
0: <laughs> trying to start over. I get yeah, that. Fresh
1: start. Yeah, clean slate. But here's the problem. She got to college, immediately joined twenty clubs, um, served as a freshman senator for the student government association, and rushed the sorority and put on a mask to just cover everything up. Everything was fine.
0: Took on too much. Absolutely.
1: Got along with everyone.
0: Just... Being being known and liked by everybody is much better. Yep. I'm glad she broke out of her shell in some ways, but also this is not... There's no middle ground There's there. no middle ground. She hasn't found the middle ground yet.
1: Yeah. And she just kind of, like, pretended it didn't happen. And at one point... She was like, you know what? I really like. I really want to give some middle schoolers some firsthand like information about cyberbullying
0: because hmm.
1: you hear about it, but no one's like actually fucking talking about it yet. Yeah, that's a so. Cool. A school invited her to come talk to the seventh and eighth graders, mm-hmm. and she told everyone at college she was going to church. She didn't tell them what she was going to do, and even then. This was her first public speech about this. She didn't talk about her own personal story. She just gave them a lot of facts and, like, a sentence of her personal experience.
0: Not ready to talk about it. Not
1: ready to talk about it. Like, they, they built a nice rapport and, like, the kids remembered her. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't impactful, probably, in the way that she
0: meant it to be. The The way a personal story would be. She was
1: just the cool kid from college that knew a lot of stuff about cyberbullying and was really nice.
0: Right. Which doesn't help the people who are being cyberbullied right then to right. connect with her and right. understand that you can come out of it the way she has.
1: So she tries again the next year and went to the community college and had been selected as a presenter for the Journey, to Unders- a Journey of Understanding series. And actually then spoke about her experience with cyberbullying, depression, anxiety, PTSD, her suicide attempts, and her time in treatment facilities. Oh, wow. And it was, like, emailed out to everyone. So, like, her secret was out. Everybody knew. Jesus. And one of her friends in college was like, this was a big shock. Like, nobody knew this about her. She literally never mentioned it. And... Obviously, like everyone was like, holy fucking shit. This girl is in 20 clubs. She knows like everyone. Oh god. Yeah. We don't know her. At all. Yeah. What is it's this story. Mm-hmm. And and she was terrified. Emily was terrified. Because mm-hmm. she didn't want to be known as like the weird girl or the mental health girl. Right. Um. And she says, but now I'm realizing I'm okay if I'm seen as the girl that's dealing with all of this stuff. Because I'm waking up every morning and getting out of bed and going to class confidently. Hmm. So maybe I'm known as a girl that has mental illnesses, but I'm also known as a girl that is dealing with the mental illnesses positively. Yeah. So she started building up her speaking rapport and her, like, her speeches and getting more confidence in being able to tell her story.
0: There are people who can't even do, like, a... Like a presentation in front of a class without panicking. Right. She's like telling a really horrible hard story in front of like hundreds of people.
1: All the time. She views it as feeling very therapeutic. That's good.
0: Good Which I think is
1: how she's able to continue doing it. Mm -hmm. Because if it didn't feel
0: okay. Right. Then well, first of all, you shouldn't. You shouldn't no. You shouldn't do it no but that's great i'm glad that she has a, a place where like this is an okay thing for her to talk about and yeah. she feels better after doing it
1: and she views it as the opportunity to really start the dialogue and tell people her story and give them the opportunity to then tell theirs right and to remind them that they're not alone mm-hmm. um so not everything was great she had lost a run for student government association presidency
0: mm-hmm.
1: and went to a bridge oh, went no. to the top of a bridge oh no and kind of sat down and was sobbing
0: listening to Sia really just just like just was there anything else that she mentions it's just the, the loss of this it
1: yeah, and she'd just, like, recently been diagnosed with PTSD. Like, they'd actually put the label on it. Sure. Of, like, hey, these girls really, really, really fucked with you to a point that, mm-hmm. like, you are now deeply triggered by certain things.
0: And the, the this perceived failure of losing this council seat is it, triggering. Yeah.
1: Because she probably had tied a lot of her identity into that role as well. Yeah. Of needing to be this public figure and needing to help other people. And she'd lost the platform. Right. And now she couldn't do it. But there is um, a picture in the article in like this this essay that she wrote because at the bridge at the place that she sat down someone had scratched into one of the railings you would be missed. And she found it. Wow. And she stayed there until, until morning. Mm. But, like, she kind of talks about, like, her mental state of kind of plummeting back into high school of no one likes you, you're a failure, you're nothing, everyone is against you, and it was too much. Mm-hmm. But she had friends now she mm-hmm. had friends
0: the actual ones who were not bullying friends her friends
1: and who had been supportive she didn't jump right and then the very next weekend she went to Atlanta and spoke at the Southeastern um, Panhellenic Conference leading the purpose and
0: it was for 1300 people imagine if she had right. If she had offed herself the right. weekend before that. Yep. Imagine how all the people Which watching her at that would have is, felt.
1: It's something that kind of blows my mind because you see so many people who are like, well, if my X, Y, and Z person is suicidal, I'm just going to keep making plans with them. I'm going to give them things to look forward to. It
0: doesn't fucking matter. You, the Yeah, you're not thinking about
1: it's that. It's not... If if the decision has been made, mm-hmm. it's not gonna it it's not gonna make a difference.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really not because a, they're not in the right mu- state of mind. Right, that's why they often say like you shouldn't let a gun be in the location right. of someone who is having a tough time mentally because it can be a split second decision. Right, and they're it's not very impulsive. Yeah, they're not thinking about the future. They're just going, I would like to be dead now. And yeah. then if there's a gun there, they can do that a lot easier than if they than if there wasn't. Like, they're not thinking. No. That's kind of the point.
1: Yeah. I can get why she went up to the bridge. It's just like, no, nope, I'm right. done. It's... She... This in, is too much.
0: Yeah. At that point is not thinking, I have a conference next weekend right. where people are depending on me to be friends there. friends. Right. That are probably going to be worried about me. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure that little... The note is at least helpful as a reminder, because that's sometimes all you need yeah. is just a little reminder yeah. of what people she said it made a you. difference. That's good. So...
1: that was really nice and she had a great time at the conference people comment about like watching her walk around campus seeing the difference in her posture Mm. and how she carries herself Mm -hmm. and how she's so much prouder now Um, but she decided like after college she was going to take some time for herself she was going to go to Hawaii live her life She's... Cool. Much more confident. Her brother and her sister, who are both in college, like, are like, hey, we're here for you. Mm-hmm. We love you. I'm and... glad she has a nice
0: family that... Yeah. ...is, like, a strong bond.
1: And it's a nice family that's also very supportive of her telling her story.
0: Good. They're not,
1: like, They're not this trying is to silence her or yeah. embarrassed that they are painted in a negative light for not seeing it or anything. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they aren't, but
0: people always interpret that shit. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if you are more worried about your own image than about your daughter's feelings, then that might be, like, a concern you have. But these mm-hmm. people, yeah. But these people sound dece. <laughs> so that's really nice. I'm glad. And they're really nice, and they're really great. And
1: this is a quote from Emily. I think there's a difference between holding on to your past and learning from it. I don't dwell on being bullied or feeling sorry for myself. I've used it to be a better person. Even though I still go through rough times, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and I am a much stronger person.
0: Nice.
1: And she has, at this point now, fully reclaimed her identity. Like, she is aware of who she is. She is confident with who she is. Good. She knows who she is good for her and she's taking everything from the cyberbullying to give herself a more powerful voice and to help herself
0: and others get through it she sounds really strong yeah it's always cool when we have stories of survivors who are then going on to speak to other people about right. how to survive yeah. and that's always amazing and
1: it's also okay If you're not that strong. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 No one is expecting
1: you to go tell your story to an audience of 1,300 people. Nobody,
0: nobody wants, yeah, there's nobody that, like, absolutely needs anybody to do that. If you're doing that, that's cool. If you're not doing that, that's also cool. Yeah. We've talked about several people who have gone on to write books or make speeches or start organizations. But that's, like, out of how many people we talk about who are just living their lives now.
1: Right. And just
0: don't (laughs) want. Yeah. It's, it's probably never occurred to them, <laughs> and because they're just trying to get you know they're just trying to live and yeah, get through it. they got and through it. Enjoy what they have. That's
1: that. They're moving
0: on. Totally valid to do that too. <laughs> like yeah, it's just cool when you see somebody who feels like they can do that,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and who has the skills to to go on and like actually speak publicly about something so personal. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Crazy part.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. Again, like, most people, like, public speaking is, like, one of the things that people are the most afraid of in the whole world. It's, like, heights, tarantulas, public speaking. Right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) that's it. Big weight. Yeah. So, imagine. After public speaking. Right. Like, imagine public speaking and then also talking about a time you almost killed yourself. Yeah. Like, fucking insane. Wow. It's just impressive. But, again. You don't have to do that. It's you fine. You don't have to do that. It's totally fine. You, don't have to do that. <laughs> you can just live. It's always okay to just live. <laughs> yeah. You just keep going. Yeah. I just keep going? You'll be missed. I think that's like be missed. such a good and note. And if
1: you are alone, not everybody has a support system. Not everybody Absolutely. has people that they can reach out to or feel comfortable reaching out to. Absolutely. There is this suicide hotline, and I I like, feel like we give this number...
0: Every 15 episodes or so. Every 15 or episodes so. or so. Yeah.
1: Um, Good, though. 1-800-273-8255. There is also an online chat feature. Yes.
0: If you don't want to talk on the and phone, they will text you.
1: Yes, they will text you. And you can also do basically like a Facebook chat with them on their website. Mm-hmm. There are options. Right. You aren't alone.
0: Mm-hmm. You deserve to be here. You deserve to be here. You will be there. All right, we're back. We're back. We got whiskey. We got whiskey. For the outro. Thanks for the
1: outro. So you should
0: absolutely be a little bit like Danny, I think. I Mostly just, I mean, he kind of just got himself in a weird situation, and now he just has to look forward. I and mean, he's and just- But he remembered the phone number. He remembered so the phone that's number. that's a really
1: great tip of just learn one person's phone number. I know we're only- We're not in a society anymore where you remember people's phone numbers. Yes. I used to know everybody's
0: phone number. <laughs> right. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, I remember my husband's phone number, and that is it. And that's all you need sometimes. Yeah. Honestly, just one one, one number.
1: person's phone
0: number. Your emergency contact. That's it. Or your it.
1: Facebook login. Yeah. Because you can yes. now call people through Facebook. Yes.
0: Yes. That's also vital. So, yes. Be a little bit like him, and then also you should definitely be a ton like Emily.
1: Yeah. I mean. That Emily, not me. I
0: mean, be like you too. No, I'm a mess. Are you Don't sure? Do this. <laughs> But Emily, what if I want to be like you? Then I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, everyone should be a lot like this Emily right here. Oh, God. If you're about to take a shot. You should be like this Emily that's about to take wow. a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Uh-Oh Feeling. Thank you. Uh, episode 83. And um, I guess just don't forget your can.
1: Oh, God. What did I do last time?
0: You did beans I last time. I beans last time. I guess water. Water? We're going back to water. Holy shit. shit.
1: if you're super depressed or if you're suicidal, mm-hmm. the first thing you should really do is go drink some fucking water.
0: Oh yeah, dehydration is actually Dehydration
1: yeah. is really serious. Go drink some water, go eat a peanut butter sandwich. Don't you don't even have to go outside. Just press your face to a window yeah. if it's sunny. You're right. Or open the window and just press your
0: face against the screen for a little while. Sometimes all you need is vitamin D and yeah. a little bit of water. A lot of water sometimes. Sometimes a lot of water. Chug a gallon of water. <laughs> don't, don't like don't drown yourself. Don't drown yourself. But don't forget your can. Of water. Of water. It's important to stay hydrated. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, bitch. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>